Hello, and welcome to our Top of Mind podcast. In this program, we will sit down with a higher education technology thought leader and discuss the innovative projects they are working on now and into the future. I'm your host, Caitlin Ilkani, Vice President of Client Services and Cybersecurity Research at the Tambellini Group. I'm joined today by Cindy Mitchell, the Chief Information Officer at Colby College. Over the next few minutes, we're going to hear how Cindy is rethinking IT in the world of cloud. Let's get started. Welcome to the program, Cindy. Thank you, I'm happy to be here. We're glad you could join us today. One of the first things we'd like to talk about are the business drivers that you're seeing that are pushing your institution to a cloud-first strategy. Can you describe some of those for us? Certainly, the last few years have seen tremendous growth and focus for Colby in many areas. And what we've learned is that our current and aged systems are not able to keep up with that. Whether it be our financial systems that are over 30 years old, our homegrown human resources solutions, our ability to recruit students, all of those things are critical for the college and its transition. Some of this actually started before I got here in sort of an unintentional way, whereas people began to acquire solutions that were cloud-based to meet needs in a quick and important way. But at this point, what we're really focused on is how to change our fundamental approach in order for Colby to be more agile as it continues its mission-focused transformation. So as you look at this full transformation process, how do you see an IT strategic plan changing with a cloud-first strategy? Well, the strategic plan that we developed two years ago as we were moving in this direction was focused on the functional needs of the people doing the work of the college and the data that they needed to do it. We were less focused on infrastructure, on servers and funding for that layer, though certainly, as you can imagine, the network components are very important. But what we were focused on is a strategy that put the people in the functions of the college, whether they be academic, whether they be administrative, um, in more control of what they were trying to do, as well as having the data available they needed to make decisions and analyze the effectiveness of the work that we're doing. So less focus on stuff, more focus on outcomes. When you're thinking about outcomes for your institution, how are you tying technology to those outcomes? How are you determining which systems to move to cloud first? Well, one of the th issues that we've had here at Colby is we're on a 30 plus year old uh, ERP system, some parts homegrown, many, many, many homegrown solutions internal to that product. And it had become very, it's become very rigid when Colby wanted to actually get something done. They were held up behind IT trying to figure out how to modify a heavily modified product. It was a, it's a very rigid and really fragile environment and takes a lot of care and keeping. 
So we were, IT was struggling to be a partner in the process in the focus of the college because we're so busy trying to keep, we are still so busy trying to keep this old technology going while also doing whatever we can to adapt it to um, the needs that our functional users are trying to meet. So when I think about outcomes, I think in terms of the day when our uh, functional users don't have to come to IT first. So given where we are, we made the decision, the IT steering committee made the decision after a bunch of assessment that we did that we would um, transition our HR and finance systems first to the cloud since we were continuing to have such issues with HR. And um, not we were going to have to buy additional functionality and rather than do that, we decided we were going to move it first. The maturity of the cloud-based student solutions weren't quite where we wanted them to be as we were making this assessment, so that seemed like a wise choice. Also, a smaller population to work with in making this kind of change. So that's how we made the decision to go to HR and finance first, um, and then let the student cloud market mature. What kind of functional projects did your team undertake to prepare for this change? So this is one of my favorite things about our strategic plan. We have a goal or an area of focus that's called the things that eat our lunch. And what we did was assess all of the homegrown solutions that we have and determine which of those the staff in IT were spending way too much time on in support of our various, the provost's office, the budget office, human resources, all of those. And some of the things that popped up were the voting solution for faculty to do their um, processes that they do as, as a um, faculty organization, or students to do their elections. We had um, other projects related to course evaluations where IT had to be so heavily involved in the course evaluation process, and the list goes on and on. So we identified 10 or 12 areas and particular functions that we thought we could easily find a product to bring in that would allow those functional offices to be in control of their own work. And we've been working through those, and so far that has been a very positive experience our users aren't sitting there in a panic wondering if we're going to get what we need to done in time and they're finding these tools user friendly. They are the ones actually choosing the products in the end. So it's an excellent partnership between IT and the functional offices and shows what can happen when we put the responsibility out to the functional users and the control and also frees up our bandwidth. And this was a huge part of the goal is to free up our bandwidth in order to be able to support and make these moves to other cloud services. So what associated solutions have you seen implemented? So one of the areas that ate our lunch were all the many uh, integrations we had. Uh, I think I mentioned before that sort of the cloud strategy started in an unplanned way um, before I came to Colby with many valuable solutions popping up that were point solutions. Example, Teradata, we had Slate. Um, Teradata is a study abroad package, Slate. There were just any number of those that were popping up. 
Um, and we were doing flat file pushes of data, all kinds of different sort of unmanaged approaches to data integration, which led to data quality issues. So one of our very first um, things that we tackled was finding a um, integration platform, enterprise integration platform. The one we chose also solved another problem for us, which was um, extraction, transformation, and load for moving data for reporting purposes. So that we have spent the better part of a year leading up to our upcoming cloud-based implementation of HCM and finance in order to be prepared for all of the integration that will go on there as well as get some of the work off of our plate of all the management of data movement that we had up until now. So that was one. The other one we're implementing now is an, an identity and access management solution. This fits in the things that eat our lunch category because so much of that is homegrown but we also really needed to move to uh, identity and a, a, a secure and uh, trusted identity and access management solution as we had more products in the cloud. Right now we're stuck with uh, our services being on campus. So if our services are down, our cloud-based services don't do us much good as an anytime, anywhere solution. So that's an important move for us. As you see your solutions changing so much and more responsibility being put on the functional areas, how are your IT roles changing? You know, these could include things like job titles and staffing, but also skills. Yeah, that's, that's probably the, uh, one of the more significant areas of how people's lives change in this world. Um, we had an open position we had a developer leave and we repurposed that position as something we're calling a solutions analyst. Somebody that will work with our functional users who understands what the functions are trying to accomplish from the business side and can facilitate and support the work that these functional users are doing within these cloud solutions. They also become an internal voice on behalf of, of these customers uh, as it relates to integration, as it relates to reporting. So there is a shift uh, away from people who write code that provides a solution, a point business solution, to people who are in support, uh, our customers, and customers, probably not the right word, but, not, but our constituents in the um, uh, enablement and use of their tools help us bring them all together in the synergy across them as they happen. So there's that area. And the other two key areas are in integration and in business analytics and data quality and management. So um, these are areas that we're focusing more on and helping some of our folks to transition. We'll still need developers for a while to come, but, uh, as we move forward, those will be the areas that we focus our hiring on more. Are you seeing any differences within the infrastructure skills that you need as well? Or is that staying the same? Well, we still are so heavy here uh, for the next few years until we're fully out of our ERP. We'll clearly be focused on that. There are other areas like cloud backup 
that we're looking at and um, starting a transition in that area. One um, project that we're doing this summer will allow us to eventually not have a secondary backup site because we'll be using the cloud for that. Uh, we are also relying more, less on, what we're hoping to rely less on is more of this application administrator area, that person that has to be dedicated to um, moving, creating test environments to move new versions of software that takes forever to test and because we've modified things, reconcile the issues. So that's more, that that's on the application administrative side. We still will have probably a, a significant amount of system administration for a while to come. And some of that is related to our on-site research computing. And some of that is just related to how much we still will have on campus for a while to come. Are you experiencing any resistance to change? So uh, a month, we did a readiness assessment in early, in May, May of 2017 with our core administrative users as those the ones we were most concerned about in, in proposing any kind of a change. And what we found that group was just ready to go. It was a very positive um, readiness assessment. Clearly people were on board, knew it was gonna be a lot of work to get there, but really recognized it was time to move. I think we'll ultimately see some change uh, resistance as people learn what self-service means and what they need to do. There are still people that like to be able to walk over a piece of paper somewhere. So I suspect we'll see some of that, but for the most part, the input from the campus has been upbeat. On the IT side, I think we really need to think about the hearts and minds of these folks and help them with a vision for how their skills can be used in those areas that we need to focus on. A developer is a really valuable resource when we think about business intelligence and data availability and, and reporting. Um, so I think it's, there's a, there's, while I'm, I'm not saying that we have resistance at this point, there's certainly concern for people who, who have a, a history in development and creating these applications and what this means for them. That's something that, that we hear a lot about is overall change management, and getting the people ready really for these big technology transformations can be a huge obstacle. Yeah, it can be. And I think, you know, I, we've spent a lot of time thinking about change management lately as we're about to embark on this HCM and finance project. And I think some of this is uh, taking some stock as it's really not something we're just planning to do, but it actually kicks off. We'll have to take some stock and really get a sense of where people are as we start to roll out the value and what will actually happen. Um, you know, there, uh, there will always be pockets of resistance, but there are ways to manage that with um, excellent people that you bring in to help with the, that type of messaging. Unless you've got a great change manager on your campus and then you could use that person as well. Right. Well, in addition to change management, another topic that comes up a lot is, is data governance. How are you tackling data governance and 
when does this become a critical factor in moving to cloud? So data govern we started a data governance project a little over a year ago. And actually one of the things we acquired is a uh, is a cloud-based solution that helps you manage your data definitions, ownership, and things like that in order to do this work. We started with HR because uh, it didn't take long for us to figure out that even how you define an employee, he did not have agreement on campus. And since we knew that HR would be happening first, we focused our energy there to really start to get our human resources data defined. As you're thinking about a large transition, you're going to have to convert data and you're going to have to um, agree when you go in this new system what kind of what what is an employee what kind of employees you have and so it's a critical aspect of of the work and should start as it should start before you're even ready to do a project because if you're focused on reporting you really should be engaged in data governance with that being said it's not easy and um we have been stuttering a bit with it it's the what we're finding is people don't always feel like they're the ones that should say what something is. And so we're have to work on we're having to work on that idea of stewardship and ownership and and the process of actually talking about what fields mean and understanding how they're used. But um, my assessment of the world of data governance is that we're not unusual. Um, I hear story after story of data governance being on their third ish iteration trying to start. It's a new world for us to think about and really mm -hmm. think about the data as the first thing in understanding how we define it. My advice would be, if you're even thinking about this, or if you're even thinking about your next report in data quality, start a data governance process immediately. We've touched on a lot of interesting topics today, Cindy. Do you have any last thoughts for your peers on anything we've talked about? I think the thing that stands out in my mind the most is I've been on this journey now, I guess I could say in the over two and a half years since I've been at Colby, but really intensely in the last almost 19, 20 months. And there is an incredible wealth of knowledge amongst my peers, uh, people who have gone before us, people from different types of institutions that help you have different perspectives. And um, I could not have gotten through this the way I had without the collective knowledge of my colleagues, whether it's been in a group or individually. So I would just say that those relationships are invaluable. I know that I would step up and help anyone that's starting to think about this and what I've learned, there has been so much to learn. But those are my parting thoughts is how very thankful I am for uh, our higher ed environment and, and our willingness to share and work with each other so that we're all not starting from ground zero every time. That's a good point. Thank you so much for participating today, Cindy. That's Thanks for inviting me. Yes, it's been a great conversation and you've provided a lot of food for thought as 
you have moved through this process, I'm sure your peers are going to really appreciate all of the lessons learned that you've provided today. That's it for this month's Top of Mind podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And please stay tuned for information on the Tamblini Cloud Transformation Summit, which will be exclusively for higher education IT leaders in the greater Boston area, December 4th, 5th, and 6th.